We see characters eat on TV all the time, but doesn't necessarily have, have to happen in literature. No. <laughs> I've read so many books where they don't really discuss what characters are eating or basic needs and necessities. They, if they talk about food, they talk about it in a very brisk way because it's not intended to be a part of the story. And I have an issue with that because your character eats and toilets like everyone else. And food being a necessity is especially important and even special. There are so many books that I've read that make food very special. For example, in Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis makes it a point to talk about food all the time. The Lord of the Rings, the hobbits have like, I don't know, seven meals a day, I think. But that was a very big deal between with their breads and their cheese and all the things that they would eat. They would discuss it all the time. And we come to associate a lot of fantasy with the sort of food that they eat. Like Harry Potter, for example, she has iconic food in her world, like butterbeer and her chocolate frogs and so on. Food is important to incorporate in your novel, even if you're writing a realistic fiction book that takes place in our world and your character just has a thing for pizza or hamburgers or whatever it is. Food is so important. Food can very much be a pleasurable experience for your readers and your characters alike. For example, in The Little Princess, when the the two little girls woke up and they saw a table filled with food after being starved for who knows how long that meant something to them that meant something for the readers as well it was that silver lining it was everything that they deserved all on this one table set for them as if they were two beautiful princesses. As we know, food is very much related to culture and religion and tradition. So depending on whatever you're writing, fantasy or fiction, realistic fiction, it doesn't matter. Incorporate food and talk about the culture behind it, the tradition behind it. This will create well-rounded characters and this will create a solid foundation for them as well. And it will allow your readers to get into their world and experience what they're experiencing vicariously. So if you're a fantasy writer, I'm going to give you a little insight on how you can develop food for your novel or your series. Are your fantasy people vegetarian, fruititarian, strictly meat eaters, or all of the above? It is so helpful to think about dietary restrictions that you want your fantasy culture to have. Like, in different places around our world, dietary restrictions have a lot to do with what food sources are available to them in their region where they live. It also has a lot to do with religion or a mix of both. How often do your fantasy people eat? Why should your fantasy people have three square meals a day? That is boring. Like I said, if you're a hobbit, you have seven meals a day. <laughs> and that forever stays with your readers. That forever stays with your fan base. But if your, let's say, your fantasy creature is out on a quest for example they might not have their seven meals a day they might have to be accustomed to something new in order to survive eating less and rationing the reason the hobbits have seven meals a day is because 
they have plenty of food sources. So, but that's not necessarily true once you've taken Bilbo Baggins out from his comfort zone and he has to now learn about how to ration and eat less. That's an extraordinary challenge that your character could face if you want to use food as a challenge. Learning about what people eat all around the world is so beneficial as a writer. Of course, research is always beneficial as a writer, but to learn about different cultures and different foods will spark your imagination when you are writing. My favorite show when it comes to learning about foods from other cultures is Bizarre Foods with the host Andrew Zimmern. And the fact that he goes out of his way to experience what we would think are bizarre foods is so special because there are so many things that we still don't know about what people eat and how people eat it. Have you ever heard of black pudding which originates in the United Kingdom and Ireland? Well, black pudding is a blood sausage. And wouldn't it be so cool if vampires were to have meals that were created with coagulated blood instead of just drinking drinking blood straight from the tap? I think that would be so cool. Like, incorporate some black pudding in your vampire's diet. Be unique and be uni- original if that's also something that for you to think about if you're writing maybe a gothic fantasy. How the food is prepared could also say a lot about whoever is eating it. Let's say you have some sort of villainous creature in your novel and you want them to be as barbaric as possible so perhaps you would like them you would like them to feast upon living flesh or something like that. Perhaps they prepare their meat alive. and that way you could make them as scary as possible in your fantasy world maybe meat doesn't have to be the brown color that we know it to be or even a light pink if it's a little more on the raw side maybe it's a different color entirely maybe it's white orange purple it doesn't have to be in resemblance to what we know today all we have to know is that it's meat Now, where does the meat source come from? Does it come from the grasslands, the mountains? Does it come from underground? What sort of animal lives underground in your fantasy world? What is this animal called? What if it didn't taste like chicken? Because as we know, everything tastes like chicken. What else would you like it to taste like? What if it tastes different from the way that it smells? We see in a lot of exotic fruits smell very nasty and putrid like B.O., but they have a very delicious flavor so that contrast is really cool when incorporating food into your novel do you have to be skilled to prepare the food that your characters are eating for example a skilled chef is preparing a blowfish and he has to know exactly how to cut the blowfish otherwise the meat will poison the consumer is the dish hot or cold is it a delicacy that only the rich can eat or is it an everyday ordinary meal Since we're talking about meat, your fantasy animal might migrate throughout the seasons. Does that mean that your fantasy people are nomads and migrate along with their meal source? Or maybe they wait for those animals to come back every year. Do they feast on something else? Maybe in the winter, do they have some things preserved? That's something you could think about. There, there are so many different kinds of fruits and vegetables than we realize, like the African horned cucumber, which tastes like a banana, or the durian, which tastes like almonds. 
Get creative. What do your fantasy fruits or veggies look like, smell like, taste like, or feel like? Remember that when we cook fruits and vegetables, their tastes and smells and textures change depending on how we cook them. So keep that in mind. How do your fruits and vegetables change when they are being cooked? This is really, really cool things to think about when your character has just popped up into this fantasy world and has to deal with this new way of life. These are foods that they're not used to. And when you're not used to something, you're going to have a little bit of a sour reaction toward them in the beginning until you get used to them. And I feel that's a lot of fun when incorporating those things into your writing. Beverages. Beverages are so much fun to create. They're an infinite list of beverages that we have in our world from water obviously to milks from all different kinds of animals and juices from all sorts of fruits and vegetables and cocktails and mixes and so on and so forth you got your sodas your smoothies your coffees depending on what kind of coffee it is and where did it originate from and how was it prepared your hot and cold alcoholic beverages your hot chocolates and varieties of teas there are so many different types of herbs in the world with their own properties so that is so much fun when in your fantasy world you can create as many different kinds of teas as you want with all their own properties like in Alice in Wonderland there is so many vials little potion sort of things those could be teas that she might have drank that had different properties to you know enlarge her or shrink her what do your beverages do to your consumer how will your character react to the beverages that you create are there any sort of side effects? Are there any sort of health benefits? What are your beverages? Here are some questions you could think about when creating your beverage. Is it hot or cold? What color is it? Is it expensive or not? Is it a luxury made from rare, potentially poisonous or hard to grow harvest ingredients? What does it smell like? Get descriptive. Is it good for you? Bad for you? In what way? What are the benefits and side effects? What texture does it have? Is it creamy? Is it viscous? Is it watery? Desserts. Oh my gosh, there are so many desserts in the world. You've got your cakes, your pies, your ice cream, gelato, lava cakes, muffins, cupcakes, donuts, tarts, puddings, cobblers, etc, etc. And so many different desserts from every single region in the world. But what is special about desserts are all the flavors you can choose from. Maybe in your fantasy world, there is a similar sort of dessert like the one I just mentioned, only with a unique and otherworldly flavor. Why is this important again? When you're thinking about why you want to incorporate food into your novel, even if it's in a brief passage, remember that if you are striving to build a unique fantasy world with rich cultures among its people, Food is a major part of culture. It will add a great depth of realism into your fantasy world. We eat food all the time. We identify with the food that we eat coming from our cultures and our traditions and our religions. And our characters should be no different. They should be just as grounded in whatever cultures that they find themselves in. Did these tips and tricks help you? What food are you creating for your fantasy world? Or if not a fantasy world, maybe you're writing a realistic fiction novel. What culture have you decided to incorporate in your writing? And what foods have you decided to incorporate in your writing from those cultures? Let me know in the comments below. My name is JK Noble and you're listening to The Pen Sorcery. Stay tuned for our next episode.